Ooh, welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, David McMahon, and he played Dr. Sykes in Roseblood, a Friday the 13th fan film. Hey, David, how are you doing today? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. While we, this is the second time doing that intro. I forgot to hook up my <laughs> camera, and which also has my microphone, and it would sound so horrible and look so bad. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't catch that on time. No, because I don't look quite bad enough with the, yeah. I'm, sorry, <laughs> folks. This is just a Florida person day. So. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i had uh i did an interview last week uh and um my camera was going in and out in and out so i needed a new camera and that's where i got this one and uh yeah so it's pretty much the same thing it just looks a little different but it looks better to me than the other one so yeah i'm happy yeah. with it Good. <laughs> absolutely so first question i have for you uh how'd you get your start into acting uh you know, it's funny, my mom had, uh, she told me like, I don't remember this, but she told me when I was in nursery school that uh, I was asked what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said, a soap opera actor. So <laughs> nice. although I don't recall it, I'm sure it's true because I would still love to be a soap opera actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I did a lot of, I did a lot of theater. That was my background. So high school, college, uh, did the dramas, the comedies, the musicals. And then, you know, after college, I kind of just stopped because I felt like I had a degree now. Yeah. So it was time to focus on the career. So I, I threw myself into that. Yeah. But probably maybe, I don't know, uh, 12, 15 years ago, I kind of got the itch and I started doing theater again, like community level theater. Yeah. And I loved that. And then all of a sudden I ended up doing like a little bit part in a movie that was filming locally. I was living in Albany at the time. And I was like, ooh, film, film is fun. Film lets you redo things if you mess up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, was, so, I was having that yeah, conversation then, earlier at work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and around that time we were moving to Florida for my, my, my regular job. And uh, once I got down here, I just kind of like uh, ingratiated myself to all that. There's a lot of film schools down here. So I just started doing a bunch of student films just to get experience. Uh, started taking some classes, doing some training. And yeah, I, I you know, I, I know I'm never going to be famous for this, but it's it's a hell of a fun thing to do. And, you know, I, I like to give it my all. So that's, yep. you know, Absolutely. it keeps me from killing people. <laughs> Absolutely. And, I, I, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you told me this. You're a big Days of Our Lives fan like myself. I am. I, oh, my God. Yeah, my, uh, my grandmother and my mother loved that show. So yeah. I recall many summers of, uh, mm -hmm. of watching that. And I've turned it on now. I've watched it. You know, every now and then, and I, I just don't know who these people are anymore. Yeah. But there's enough of the old cast still on there, and I, yep. I love seeing them. I'm like, God, that's yep. that's job security. Absolutely, I love and that. Yeah, it's just I'm heaven spirit us. get me on days of our life. <laughs> I'm going through so much withdrawal right now because the Winter Olympics are on. So they've been off till the 21st. And it's like, I oh know, I know they start these good storylines and all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, hear I first got my start of watching it my mom, when I was, yeah, I was young. It was in the 90s, 95, when the Marlena Devil Possession storyline. Oh my God. Was, and they just brought that back again. <laughs> and they just brought it back. I'm like, this is awesome. This is how I got started. <laughs> Oh my God. When you say you were young and it was the 90s, it makes you want to cry. Okay. Yeah, anyway, born 89. So, <laughs> <laughs> so about you, uh, so you were obviously in Roseblood. It's the Friday the 13th mm -hmm. fan film, a continuation of uh, Friday the 13th part seven. Yep. So um, I guess before we get into how, I guess, I guess we can ask this. So how did you land the part of Dr. Sykes? Uh, you know, I, I had been chatting with Peter on Facebook for a while, he and I were going to work on a couple of projects. And for some various reason or another, something always happened and we never got to work together. But, you know, right. 
he had reached out to me when he had the script and uh, I, I got to read it and I, I thought it was great. I mean, he, I think he wrote a really solid script and I, yeah. I applaud him because I was like, wow, this is not your typical Friday the 13th movie. There's a lot of story here. Um, that was also the thing that made me the most nervous <laughs> because I, <laughs> I felt like I was coming in and I was, you know, I wasn't playing an iconic character or a younger version of an iconic character. And I, you know, I wasn't getting like an epic death scene. So I was like, oh man, I, I, I just don't want to be forgettable. That was my big yeah. concern. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think he really put a nice arc on the character and, uh, yeah. you know, I just, I tried to bring something different to it. I really wanted to make it seem like it was like somebody that you weren't sure if it was good or bad, right. but in the end, I wanted it to be, you know, kind of sad when he did die. Cause yeah, really, he's a good guy. He's a good yeah. guy. Yeah. I know he's, a bu he's bullied. He's bullied. Yep. yep. So, he's um, yeah. But no, I, I, I think I have to commend Peter. I think mm -hmm. just that huge departure from, and you know, it's funny because, you know, you read the reviews, the reviews, the reviews have been great, but I mean, when you read some of them, people are like, oh, it was so good, but I, you know, I wish Jason was in there sooner yeah. or, and it, it, it almost bugs me because I feel like that, that first hour of the movie, I know that we don't have kills, but I mean, it's still really good character development. Yeah, it really so, is. You know, it's, it's, it's sometimes as an actor, it's like, oh, but why aren't you saying you like the first hour? <laughs> yeah. and, but no, and, I, I, it was, it was just such, it was a really good experience. I mean, that, right. And if you think about it, this film is between part seven and eight, eight hasn't mm -hmm. happened yet. Jason is still under the lake after the end of yeah, part exactly. seven. And now we're following like most, like we start obviously, you know, years and years later with uh, Tina and yep, that, like yep. adult, you know, Tina, Laura Park Lincoln, and then you go all the, through the flashback. And sure, like the reason why we don't have a Jason is because Jason is still at the bottom of the lake. We have, I know he's a little all, tied up, right? Exactly. And <laughs> we're up, trying sorry. to follow, you know, what happened, like Tina and her trauma, and what happened to her after these events happened a year later. Exactly. Exactly. So you need to, you need that dialogue, you need that storytelling, or it's gonna just be a bunch yep. of, you know, kills that you don't need. And I love that Tina character right from the start, like in, you know, in the original part seven, I like Dr. Cruz and Tina were such great characters. And it was like, oh, it's a shame. We just saw them for like one little segment of that whole canon. So I'm so, I'm, I'm thrilled that like, that's the chunk that, you know, Peter chose to explore and, and give more story to because God, I mean, Dr. Cruz is just creepy as hell. And you know, you want, <laughs> and even just, oh my God, just having him back for this uh, movie to, you know, that guy, I mean, I, I love that man. He is so talented and he's the yeah. nicest guy. Yeah. But man, did he he creeps me out when he gets in that mode. Ooh. Yeah, he, he's very talented. I had him on my show. I don't know if he told oh. you guys on set. Um, he was talking about how there were there was like an there was a alligator and a croc, I mean a rattlesnake and a crocodile uh wranglers on set of part seven because they were filming in the middle of an infested swamp. Oh no. yes. Oh man. And Laura Park Lincoln, when I had her on the show, she she mentioned how uh how um the rattlesnake and crocodile wrangler was in his 80s so by the time the, the, the like he was going to shoot them like the crocodile or the rattlesnake was close by to the actor because yeah, i wouldn't be there. feeling too safe <laughs> right and uh terry kaiser i asked him if he had a stunt double and he's like no we this was you know friday the 13th we didn't have funds for a stunt double like that like That's you know i had to do my own stunt so when jason threw me down the hill and I, that was me rolling down the hill he said my head ran, landed right close to a crocodile I was oh this God. close to being gobbled by a crocodile God and I heard he I I think he was saying too that he he did like a uh 
Circus of the Stars way back when and like yep. basically almost got his head bitten off by a lion. <laughs> this poor guy. Be careful a little bit. <laughs> right, exactly. And, but no, and he, was, he was so cool. Yeah, and he's very talented. You have to be talented if you can go through a whole movie pretty much being dead. Yeah. I, I nerded out when I saw him on set. I, I, I definitely, I, I had my Golden Girls shirt on that day because nice. I, I mean, I knew him from Bernie, of course, and from Friday the Thirteenth. But right. knowing that he was on like a few episodes of the Golden Girls, yeah. he's like a god to me. So I, yeah. I was like, hi. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. So have you? I'm guessing. Um, have you had the chance to meet Lar, Kevin, and Terry on set? Oh yeah, d- definitely Terry. Uh, Lar is a sweetheart. I, I didn't get any. Uh, well, I didn't do scenes with Terry or Lar, but. Um, right. They were they were so cool and like hanging out with us and they they totally weren't like you know off in their separate rooms just wanting right. to be alone. They were so engaged with us and just just really great people and I, I love hearing anything they had to share. And sadly, I I didn't get a chance to work with Kevin, um, and I didn't even get a chance because I think I was coming off a late night and he was coming in or there was there was something and I was really bummed because you know I I knew him from Days of Our Lives and I. I really wanted to meet him. Right, and he's uh, back on days. He's back on days. And I was yep. looking forward to meeting him at the movie premiere, but then I timing with everything, I, I couldn't get to that show. Yeah. So I was like, son of a gun, I'm not going to meet this guy. But, um, <laughs> you know, I friended him on Facebook. I don't I don't know if he's connecting on who the guy is in the movie, but, you know, he's he's yeah. always says hi or a, a nice chat or a hello. So he, he seems like a cool guy. Absolutely. But, uh, so... Yeah. About your character, Dr. Sykes, uh, could you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about who he was? Um, like I said, I think he was just uh, uh, probably someone who genuinely was fascinated by the science of what's going on with Tina and her mind and her powers. I, I think he had every intention of seeing them used in a different potential, but maybe not in the dark, twisted way that the, you know, the general and the colonel and everyone right. else wanted them to be used. I think he, he wanted to see her become her fullest potential, but yeah. in a nice kind of way. So I think yeah. he definitely cared. I, 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 I totally get this like, you know, father, daughter kind of thing. He was yeah. probably, I'm sure he knew of Dr. Cruz, you know, he was taking yeah. over Dr. Cruz's patient. I don't, I'm thinking he probably didn't get along with Dr. Cruz, probably thought Dr. Cruz probably had some weird, yeah. you know, bedside manners. Um, but no, I, I, I think he, his heart is in the right place the whole time. And I, I think it's just a matter of, you know, kind of like that classic high school bully story it was just yeah. not yep. enough of a man to stand up and, and do what he thought was right. And in Absolutely. the end, just, I, I kind of call him like, I guess you could call him like a Dr. Cruz light or, you know what I mean? Cause he's, he's not very like, light. Yeah. <laughs> he's, not, he's like the Dr. Cruz. He's like Dr. Cruz, but not nearly as mean or evil. Right, right. And I don't like, think you know, he, he gets Sykes. mad sometimes in the movie, but I feel like when he gets mad, it's almost funny because you yeah. just don't picture Dr. Sykes getting mad. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess like Dr. Cruz literally held Tina's mom as a human shield and got her killed. Like, yeah, ex- exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Sykes, I don't think would go that route. <laughs> I don't think he would. <laughs> right. But if it was in the script, Peter, I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was your death scene filmed and prepped? Um, well, you know, it's funny, it, it changed a couple of times. And I think early on, actually, the first draft I read, I think uh, Dr. Sykes lived. And I I was the one that said to Peter that I, I would rather die because I just feel like that's what's remembered in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wrote me a pretty cool death scene. It was going to be um, Rose was actually going to kill me. 
Okay. So it was going to be in that room when we had our, our final encounter with everybody, um, when like everyone dies. Right. And she was going to twist my head. So they were, they were going to do this really cool like neck prosthetic where there was like some bone coming out. Mm-hmm. And then we just had it. We had a horrible, um, you know, the, the Amos effects who, who are amazing people. They had a really rough family emergency and they, they did have to leave uh, our set on the last mm-hmm. day. And um, we really had to kind of cut some corners on kills and you know I I was I I mean I'm not ashamed to say I was mad and it's it, looking back now I I shouldn't have been mad because it's right. it was out of their control yeah so exactly. we we did what we could and basically we just kind of had a the tent spike that we've seen you know that we've seen in this part seven yeah. and that ends up you know Jason pulls it out of his eye and he, he stabs me in the chest so mm-hmm. you know in a perfect world I would love to like embellish that a little bit but right. you know what yeah. It did the job. It killed yeah. Dr. Sykes. Right. <laughs> and unfortunately, some like, you know, unfortunate things happen on film sets and because of scheduling and money and all that, exactly. things happen. Exactly. And, you got, and so, when an issue arises, you got kind of got to, you know, you know, you got to find a quick fix that'll get the job done exactly. to, you know, in a exactly. way that can happen and be, you know, realistic. You know, we, we you know, we actors, we have our yeah. deal so you know i can't say i've had some shining moments that i'm not proud of but right we all have (laughs) (laughs) we all have i i I mean the crew was amazing i mean especially that last day that was like a marathon day and Mm -hmm. you know i think it was like 16 hours and they were just everyone was just so no one complained about being tired they you know the 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 Lutz's family was amazing. They were providing us with so much food and just oh my god, their their hospitality was unlike anything I'd experienced. And uh, they were they were wonderful. And um, no, I mean Cody, the DP, he I mean I'm sure he was exhausted, but he just kept kept things going, kept people's yeah. attitudes up. The sound guys, every oh, I can't say enough about that crew. They they were amazing. amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So. Um, we, we spoke a little bit about Dr. Sykes. We know who he is now, uh, based yeah. on your, uh, your understanding about him. So, um, when you were preparing for this role to, you know, to portray Dr. Sykes, was there a certain way you, you wanted to portray him? Was there a certain way you prepared? Um, I had had conversations with Peter. I, I told him that I, I wasn't really sure exactly how he was going to come across until like literally like day one of filming. Yeah. And the first thing I filmed was the, the, um, the interview scene with Tina after they cut to the, the flashback. Right. So I, and it's funny because there's like an energy you really don't know about. You can't experience until you're actually filming. And right, right from seeing her start her lines, I was like, okay, this is someone I'm going to care about. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I knew I wanted to make him good essentially. And I think I could have easily made him bad. Like, but I think I just kind of chose to deliver the lines yeah. in a way that made him a little more likable. Yeah. Um, and I love playing the bad guy, don't get me wrong, I love it, but I was actually kind of excited to play someone who's not, you know, maniacal yeah. and crazy. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That's that was basically, and Peter gave me that freedom, which was great, because I, I don't know if I played him the way he wanted me to play him, but in the end, he seemed happy with it, and yeah. uh, he didn't really I really actually like Dr. Sykes because I, I kind of related to him. He was like, like I, he was like me when I was in high school, not a scientist. He was me. Him, He's still he, me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he was the the guy that was a pushover. Basically, he was, you yeah. know, he was, you know, bullied and he was, you know, yeah. everybody used him to their advantage and, yeah. you know, for their their own personal gain. And they didn't give a shit about his feelings. Right. Right. He just wanted to be liked by the. the, the... Yeah. 
the jocks and you know absolutely so have you seen any of the friday the 13th movies like at like oh god yes i i will say i'm not obsessive like peter is but i (laughs) i have watched them all and uh you know when that that sweet box set came out what last year i yeah it was so nice to actually watch them all again because i i had seen them probably out of order and yeah bits and pieces so i just watched them straight through and even ones I didn't like, I was like, I found new appreciation for him. You know, I was yeah. never really a fan of like the Jason X, but I was like, God, yeah. that really has some great kills. That's what I was going to say, because I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it, but I liked how Peter threw in the, uh, the Crystal Lake Research Facility from the beginning of yeah, that Yeah, there were so many great yeah. little Easter eggs in there, which I think, yeah. that, I mean, every, every fan's going to love that stuff or loves that stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, all, all these little things that he... And I love, it's funny reading some of the comments now and people who have watched it a few times, they, mm-hmm. they could, now they're saying, oh my God, yeah, I could see all the clues now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, Michael Myers shows up. So yes. it's like, <laughs> so it's like now they're going back watching it again. And there, there were all these little clues planted along the way that totally yeah. leads up to I, Michael showing up. I, I promised uh, Peter I would uh, watch the, the movie again. I haven't gotten a chance to, like I said, you saw my- I did, did I just spoil it for you? This month. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, oh god did i spoil the movie for you <laughs> no i saw it the first time i saw it the okay. first time yeah i just he wanted me to watch it a second time because he wrote it to the point that you have to watch it more than once i agree and i you promised him i'd watch it a second time and i haven't um and i want to because i want to see the i knew some easter eggs especially the friday the 13th easter eggs like for example that wall of weapons i knew that was Absolutely. the brush hook that killed amanda shepherd the tree trimming saw that killed yeah. dr cruz you know like all those weapons that were there, you know, that, you know, that were used. Um, I see, I knew what they were. I saw those Easter eggs. Yep. Creighton, I knew that Easter egg. And I'm like, okay, well, Creighton's not going to die because he's in Jason goes to hell. And this is before that happened. <laughs> so I, I was wondering what happened. And then when Creighton said, I'm going to get you for this, Jason, when he killed Julian, I'm like, okay, so this is why Creighton Duke is now hunting Jason Voorhees. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Those things were brilliant, and the fact that like I caught up on all those, but I didn't catch the Michael Myers thing, and I I was so confused on that. I was so confused, and when I had Peter on my show, I talked to him about it, and he explained it, and then he's like, "Go back and watch it; you'll see it." I'm like, "Oh, so like in that room, the night the butcher knife goes through, again all is roses. I I wouldn't say figment of her imagination. That's who she is. She's the embodiment of evil." So I thought that was really clever. Please, I was on the set and I wasn't picking up the clues. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait, she's drawn. She, someone says there's no face. I'm like, this is Michael Meyer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I even, that, that was one thing I mentioned when they said about no face or whatever. And I seen her eye turning red. I'm like, that gives me Michael Myers vibes. I knew it. But yeah. when they show Michael Myers, I'm like, I don't get it though. Like, why? But yeah. then, but then when Peter explained it to me and said, now go back and watch these, you know, and then about the butcher knife going through, like that was all Michael Myers. I'm like, oh, I got yeah. it. And he pulled it off because you know what? That that's a yeah. risky move to cross oh, icons man. like that. And it could have been really cheesy and people could have been like, oh God. Like you could have lost people right there. But I I feel like yeah. that whole, again, that first hour of slow burn just kind of yeah. made it all make sense in the end. Right. The only reason why I related to it without before talking to Peter was because of Rose being called she's an evil child and that yep. like I and when I saw him there I'm like I don't get it but I know it's something with Michael Myers and Rose I know there's that connection and then Peter described it to me and I got a newfound appreciation for him like got it yeah got it yeah no it's it was it was quite a vision quite yeah a vision. absolutely yep. um so when you first saw the script of Rose but like what were your initial thoughts about this uh movie 
Okay, I I was I was, I was surprised. I said this is a this is a departure from a typical Friday the Thirteenth yeah. movie. I mean, there was very limited. I mean, I was just looking for kills right from the start and uh, boobs basically, and you know we yeah we he really focused on characters. Um, yeah, which again, like I said, maybe not every fan wants that, but I why not throw right. something different every now and then in front of them? So right. Uh, Yep. I, yeah, I thought it was really well put together. I, I know he worked on it quite a bit. Um, yep. I, I think he gave every character their moment. Um, yep. You know, I know he had like the fast team. I think a lot of those were um, perks that were available, but mm-hmm. I mean, they they had some great, I mean, their their deaths were epic. So I, I, I'm happy that they got their moments to, yep. to shine too. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And I know that, um, that uh, like with studio film, that's a good thing about indie films because the studio films, they want X amount of deaths or X amount of violence from Jason um, every X amount of minutes. Whereas with an indie film, you're in control. You you don't have to answer the studios. If you're making the movie, you're direct, either you're directing or writing or whatever, you may, you can make it how you want to make it. And Peter made his vision. And I think he did a really great job. I enjoyed it. Yep, I agree. It's funny because I I was in DC on, it was a blizzard and we were getting ready to go uh, take our Uber uh, to the train station and uh, I watched probably the first half of it and then I was going to watch the second half when I got home but be, but the train was delayed for like three hours and still never showed up so I ended up paying like $200 just to get an Uber from Washington DC back to Baltimore Maryland oh. from a blizzard <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> so I'm like, so I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, the second half of it until like maybe eight o'clock at night or so, <laughs> or whatever time it was. But it was definitely later, a lot later, because our train was supposed to depart at like eleven, twelve o'clock, and we didn't. It was we didn't get the Uber till like four ish, maybe three ish. Well, I hope it was worth it. <laughs> it was definitely worth it. It was definitely worth the wait. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great film. It was it was definitely done amazingly. Um, so the last question I got for you is, uh, do you have any other projects or any other works uh, of art that you want to promote to the listening and viewing audience? Um, you know, it's nice because after last year and everything was pretty much shut yeah. down, it, it's nice to have some momentum again. Um, yeah. I have a couple of films. I, I have a, a feature that's, very close to signing for distribution. I think it's doing some festival runs now called The Wild Man. We actually filmed that here in uh, Florida and it's a Bigfoot found footage film. So nice. it's, you know, the, the festivals have been very kind to it. So hopefully we'll get that distributed. Um, I did a short with Jonathan Patrick Hughes called Bad Hair Day, which finally we just got that completed. A lot of COVID delays with that. So it's a, uh, it's an Easter horror. <laughs> oh nice you don't get so, many uh, that's nice it's, it's, it's yeah yeah i got to i mean spoiler alert again i get to turn into a, a were rabbit which was pretty Ooh. damn cool i like that um, so that was hopefully that'll get some more uh it's it's just starting its festival run so hopefully you'll see okay. that at some point um and yeah now i'm actually shooting a movie that's my lovely mustache again uh <laughs> called the demon of serling which is okay. another little horror it's kind of like a dexter it's kind of okay. like the serial killer but he's got a his heart's in the right place. So actually this coming weekend is my last weekend of filming that. And then I could get rid of this. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. um, No, it's, 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 it's just nice to, to be working again and seeing some things coming out and uh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. COVID really did a number on uh, yeah, on a lot sure. of things in the acting industry uh, and theater in general, uh, you were mentioning earlier about uh, about you know it's nice when you're filming and you get to do uh, cuts. It's really cool, and uh, I love watching theater, but I, I make a lot of mistakes. You can have a whole blooper reel on me, so I don't think I can. <laughs> 
and do theater. And there's but, nothing yeah. quite like the 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 adrenaline of theater, but yeah, yeah give me a blooper reel anytime. Yes. Yeah, man. I was in December in December. I was in New York City and saw Aladdin on Broadway, and I just it was such it was an amazing production. Oh. It's just so cool seeing all that, and uh, I would love to see that. Yeah, and it's a shit. And we're gonna see uh, and uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, oh, but nice. they, they shut down because of COVID, which is sad right. because like COVID is still running amok out there. And it's nice yeah. that it's still giving people acting jobs now. Like we're able to open a lot more up than we were in the beginning. Yeah, so, that's definitely know. something I miss about being up north because I was I grew up in yeah. Connecticut. So it was just a train ride to go see a yeah. show. And oh, my God, I miss Broadway shows so much. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, I thank you so much, David, for joining me. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. This is fun. Not a problem. Yeah, absolutely. You have a great rest of your day. You too, man. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.